Welcome to the Wild Joy Podcast, where together we will be exploring the many ways we can holistically create greater joy and vibrant health in our lives. My name is Amber, and I'm so grateful you're here with me. So let's jump in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Wild Joy podcast. Today, we are talking about something that people usually have either a love or a hate relationship with. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of in between. I myself have a love and hate relationship with it. It is dun 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 running. So, I've noticed the last uh, couple of weeks while quarantine becomes a regular everyday thing that we're all experiencing that I've been running a lot more than I have the last year and a half even really. And I've been thinking about why that is and also have spent a pretty fair amount of time on my runs thinking about how there are a lot of similarities between training for a race or the process of becoming what one would call a runner that parallel the experience of quarantine quite well. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Even if you're not a runner, I think there is value here because there are a lot of endeavors or hobbies that one would take on in life that does parallel in the same way. So even you non-runners stick with me, give it a try as far as listening, not running. If you don't want to run, don't do it. And let me know at the end if you found anything here. So I grew up for the most part, like a lot of my formative years were in Eugene, Oregon, which is like Tracktown, USA. Everybody runs here, it seems like. And when I was younger, I was in love with the idea of being a runner. I was not in love with running. I There were a lot of reasons why. Um, I, was, I was really sick as a kid. And my body, because of what I was going through, was literally not able to absorb most of the nutrients from the food I was eating, which meant I was exhausted all the time. My body literally didn't have what it needed to even just stay awake for a lot of the day and be fully functioning. So I remember in middle school gym classes, like the once or twice a year where we would have to run the mile, I would barely make it a quarter of a mile before I felt like I was going to pass out or throw up. And meanwhile, I'm surrounded by all of these kids who also grew up in Tracktown, USA, who don't have the same challenges as me and are like lapping me two or three times and finishing, you know, in like seven minutes. And 14 minutes later, I'm still trying to, to finish. So that is a memory that is like totally burned in my mind. When I got older and I started getting healthier, I was still really in love with the idea of being a runner because my experience with people who ran on a regular basis was one of people that just kind of exude this resilience and strength, not just physically, but it it takes a lot to do something that's kind of miserable sometimes and love it so much that you continue to do it or to choose to do something that involves being outside or being on a treadmill, which is also awful, in a town that rains like two-thirds of the year. 
I wanted whatever it was they had that led to them being able to not only do those kinds of things, but enjoy those kinds of things. And I think that's what I was in love with about running. So once I, I, you know, like my late twenties, I was like, okay, I'm going to be I'm going to be a runner. And, you know, the 10 years leading up to this was like every once in a while I would get a wild hair up my ass and make the same declaration. And I would go out and I would try and run as far as I possibly could until I collapsed. And then it would take me days to recover. And I was like, this is miserable. I can find something else to occupy my time. So that was like this cycle until Later in my 20s, I had a friend who was like, hey, try the Couch to 5K program because that's what I did and I absolutely love running now and I used to think it was the stupidest thing somebody could do. So I gave it a try. Lo and behold, it worked. So if you're somebody out there who's like, yeah, I'd like to try running but I just can't, try the Couch to 5K program. There's like a bajillion apps that will walk you through of it. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. There's lots of resources online. Take advantage of them if you want. Also, hit me up if you want to talk to somebody who's tried it. Anyways, that is where I fell in love with running. Because even if I was just running a 60-second interval and then walking for 90 seconds, and even if it took me twice as long to get through this Couch to 5K program as it was scheduled out to take a person, I could feel myself getting stronger every single time I went out there. And at first, it was a physical strength. But eventually, as the the runs got longer and as my body got stronger, it also became very much a mental and an emotional strength. And that is when I realized that running, like truly realized and felt it, It's not so much a physical game as it is a mental and emotional game that comes packaged in a skin suit, right? Like we do need that physical strength there in order to be a runner, but after a certain point, it's all a mental game. And being able to slog through that and and enjoy it and also look back and be like, look at where I started and this is where I am now, that is what I fell in love with. So after I did that and I was able to run a 5K without stopping and without feeling like I was going to pass out because I'm also asthmatic, I was like, hmm, you know what? I bet I could do a 10K. I don't need to go any further than a 10K, which is 6.2 miles if um, if you're wondering how that translates. Um, so I set the goal to do a 10K. And I was, and people were like, oh, you're going to do that and you're going to move on. To, you're going to want to do a half marathon and a full marathon. And I was like, no, that's stupid. Nobody in their right mind needs to run 13.1 miles. That's ridiculous. So I ran a 10K and I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if I could, if I could just run one half marathon to be able to say that I started where I did not being able to do a quarter of a mile without needing to stop, without needing my inhaler, without it taking days to recover, to being able to run 13.1 miles at once. So maybe it was the resilience that becoming a runner and going through that Couch to 5K program built in me that made me think that was a really awesome idea. But 
everybody was right. I finished a 10K and I was like, nope, I'm going to do one half marathon. One's going to be enough. I am never even going to consider a full marathon because 26 miles is truly ridiculous. And that's how my love of running was born. And over the years, I've realized a lot of things about myself and about the world and and about goal setting and accomplishments and strength just from going out on a run. And I think one of the reasons I was able to learn this or become active or what I might consider an athlete through running, if I'm being honest, is because this is something I can do by myself. And I've always kind of liked being by myself or or like really kind of hid from being a team player. And that's not to say that I don't like being a part of a team. Like the group of people I work with in my office, I fucking love being on that team. Sports teams, I never felt like I belonged. Um, so running was also something that I could do by myself. I wasn't letting anybody down. I didn't have to focus on what other people wanted me to do. I was able to focus on what I was able to do and what my true limits were. There was no gym coach or teacher sitting there saying, you have to do this in this amount of time, or you have to learn how to do this before we can move on to something else. It was just me and my head, which is terrifying and awesome all at once. And I think that's what a lot of us are are dealing with in quarantine, even if you're in quarantine with your family or with your roommates or whatever, like there is still a really big element of being stuck with just yourself right now. And that is kind of overwhelming. So I realized that a lot of what I learned from running and from training for a marathon might be contributing to why this isn't as hard so far as I thought it was going to be for me. So let's move on to the next portion of this ramble. What exactly did I learn from running that could be applicable to quarantine? Here we go. Sometimes it feels really impossible, and that's okay. We just have to focus on one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. When you're training for a race, even though it's something you chose and quarantine is not something we chose, it feels impossible. Like when I said, I want to be able to say I've run 13.1 miles. The reason I wanted to be able to say that is because it felt impossible. And throughout the whole process, when I look back at the journals I kept when I was training for my first half marathon, I didn't actually believe I was going to do it even though I was talking about it and I was posting on social media about it. I didn't believe any of that until like maybe a week or two before the marathon, right? Like I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. So it feels overwhelming sometimes. And looking down that long training plan made it feel even more impossible. When I would sit there and look at all of the long runs coming up in the weeks ahead, that is when I would get overwhelmed and think, I can't do this. This is so much. My body can't take this and I don't have time for this. And look at how much time I'm going to put into this that's taking away from my family or my job or, you know, whatever. And 
if we're going to do this, whether it's a half marathon or it's quarantine, we can't think about it that way. Like this is totally new territory for us. And even though we have estimates, we don't know how long this is going to last. Even though going into a long run, you have an estimate of, I mean, you know how long it's going to be. You have an idea of how long that might take. You don't actually know what it's like until you are in it. And there are days where you're like, oh my God, I'm not even halfway through this run right now. This is the longest five miles of my life or whatever. And then there are other days in running where you're like, wow, eight miles already? That felt totally effortless. And you're totally impressed with yourself because let's be honest, most people don't go out and just run eight miles for the hell of it. So I think it's really important when we're looking at this quarantine thing or any other big thing that we're facing in life that is new, that we've never been through, even if we have estimates, right? Like we have scientists and doctors and we have other countries to compare ourselves against and we can estimate like we'll probably have to do this for another one to three months. That's a huge range, first of all. And Even if it were just two weeks, that can feel never-ending, which leads me to the next couple of points as far as what I learned in running. So sometimes you have a total shit run, and in the same conditions, the person next to you is celebrating an amazing one. And sometimes it's the other way around, and either way, both of those experiences You have won or gained something that is worth acknowledging. And I think the reason I want to point this out too is there's a lot of stuff going around on social media right now of like, if you don't come out of this with having learned something new or gained a new skill or having lost weight or gotten healthier, then you're wasting your time. And I get the intent behind most of the people that are saying things like that, but that is so problematic if you are somebody who has challenges or trauma or things like very real things that are keeping you from being able to focus on that it is not okay to look at the way somebody is handling this and point at them and say you could be using this time better i'm not okay with that because at the end of the day nobody knows what it's like to live inside somebody else Nobody knows what it's like to deal and live in this moment, in this experience, with the past experiences that person has lived through and how that will inform what they do or how they feel in this moment. I mean, let's be honest. I don't even know that about myself. It's like an hour-to-hour kind of thing. We have no right to tell other people what they should or should not be doing or feeling about this quarantine time. So if somebody else had a shit run and your run was great, you have no right to be like, well, my run was awesome. Maybe you're just not thinking about this the right way. Maybe you should have done this differently. Maybe you should be using your time this way instead. And the reverse is true. If you're having a shit run or you're having a super hard time dealing with this quarantine, looking at the way somebody else is dealing with it and 
thinking that your experience is any less valid because you're not enjoying it like they are, that's also not very fair to you or to them, right? Like, let's honor and acknowledge where everybody is in this because it is unfamiliar territory. We are all going to experience moments at one point or another throughout this where it feels impossible. A lot of us will also experience moments where it feels exciting or fun, just like in running. Sometimes it feels impossible. Sometimes that four miles feels endless, and other times it's fun and exciting, and that eight miles feels effortless. There are a lot of moments in this, for me personally, where it almost feels like a staycation, right? There's only so much work I can do for my job from home. So I'm left with a lot more time that's unstructured, and I have been getting back into things that I used to enjoy that I haven't had time for, reading for fun, drawing. I've been doing a lot more yoga and a lot more meditation. I also acknowledge that some people aren't able to engage in that way yet because they're not quite there. They've got their own shit to process and work through, and they are being called to work through and process it in different ways. So have some patience and grace with each other. Celebrate what other people are going through. Celebrate yourself and how you're dealing with this. But please don't do it in a way that makes other people around you feel like they are not good enough or that they are doing something wrong because we're not. Sometimes the runs are awesome and sometimes they're total crap. All right. Next point. I lost my place in my notes. Here we are. So. It's crucial to acknowledge that both of those experiences and everything in between exist. It is so important, not only between people, but within ourselves, right? Like there's going to be a whole spectrum of emotion and experience throughout this. And just like in running, a lot of it is not based on the length of time or the distance or the fact that it's raining outside or any of these external factors. It just is what it is. Sometimes this doesn't feel very hard. Sometimes we're having fun and we're laughing and forgetting what's going on outside of our houses that we're not allowed to leave right now. And other times that's all we feel. All we feel is the weight of this pandemic that we are all living through and trying to get through as best as we can. And there are a million ways to think or feel in between those two. And it's so important to acknowledge those. There should be no, everything's great, false positivity. Acknowledge when it's hard, right? Like it is those moments where we are pretending everything is okay that we get hurt. If you're running and you have a hot spot on your foot and you realize it's turning into a blister, but you really want to finish this run, or you notice that there's a muscle that's getting sore and tightening up, but if you could just push through, everything's fine, I'm going to finish this strong, it's going to be great, you end up with an injury that takes months to recover from, sometimes even longer. And what was it all for? If you had stopped to correct the situation in the moment and just acknowledge, like, this is what's happening right now, 
maybe you wouldn't have all of that recovery time that you needed to go through. There have been a lot of Zoom calls that I have sat in on recently um, or heard other people sitting in on where the person leading it is like, how is everybody? We're doing really well. Like, yeah, it's hard, but everything's okay. And if you genuinely mean it, that's great. I'm not talking about you. But there are some of these situations where you can literally see the chaos taking place in the background and you can see the fact that they're frustrated and they're hurting and they're scared. Let's just acknowledge that. Because the more we pretend that everything is okay, the more potential there is for things to get worse. And we see that happening in real life around us. The communities that have taken longer to respond to what's going on are experiencing a greater level of negative impacts of this pandemic. Right? So let's stop when we're feeling frustrated, when we're feeling scared, when we're feeling lost or confused, and acknowledge that because for every physical evidence we have to support we like the the benefit of stopping and acknowledging and dealing with something, there's also a whole crap ton of mental and emotional stuff you could work through there too. Deal with it now or shove it inside and let it fester and come out in some other way or you know, whether it's exploding at your kids or or panic attacks or physical manifestations of things you're going through emotionally and not dealing with, acknowledge it and work through it. And I think, you know, like my last big point would be the miles feel long and the race is short. And another way of putting this I've heard that that applies to parenting often is the days are long, but the years are short. In the moment, things might feel endless. In the grand scheme of things, many of us will look back and be like, oh, it's over now. Look at what we made it through. And also, now that it's over, it doesn't feel like it lasted that long. That's not to say there won't be long-lasting impact. But if we're able to take it moment by moment, day by day, Acknowledge when it's easy, acknowledge when it's exciting, acknowledge when we're having fun, but also acknowledge when it feels impossible and look for healthy ways to nurture and nourish and support in both of those experiences and all of the experiences in between will come out on the other side a lot stronger instead of trying to push ourselves, force ourselves towards the finish line so that we can say we finished and totally ignore all of these messages and opportunities on the in-between time. We're going to feel stronger. It's not going to feel like it lasted as long. Maybe that's just me because I also know I'm not the expert here, but This is what happened the last 3.1 miles I took myself on outside. I think that this is so unfamiliar. And I mean, when you're a runner, you don't wake up one day just able to run a half marathon. It takes months of building up and practicing and getting stronger for it. So we're not going to just wake up one day able to make it through quarantine. We're also not going to just wake up one day and have it over. We need to acknowledge not only what's going on in the world around us, but in the world inside of us. 
so that we're better able to take care of ourselves and the people around us and our entire communities because we are in this together. The actions of a few affect the lives of many. That's, that is what a virus is and a pandemic. It spreads. It's invisible. Let's learn how to care for each other. All right, that's all I have for you today. That's my ramble on running. I don't know if I made running sound glamorous or sexy, but if you're interested in talking more about running, I love talking about running. I also love chatting with people about how they're doing and connecting. So if you listen to this and find yourself needing further connection and aren't sure who to connect to, please feel free to reach out to me. I love you, and I love that you're listening to this, and I love that you are conscious and intentional about how you are working through this. Let's chat. Comment below. Send me a message. Let's do some FaceTime or Zoom stuff. Like, Let's get through this together. I hope you're having an amazing day, everybody. Thank you. You've been listening to me, Amber, and the Wild Joy Podcast. Come find me online on Instagram and Facebook as Wild Joy Amber, or reach out by sending an email to wildjoyamber at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and stay healthy, my friends.